Hey everybody, it's your host Hampton Dorch, and I am here to recap the episode that I just did with Mr. Gage Henry. Golly, I look up to this guy so much. I learned so much from him. Every time we talk, every time we preaches, um, I mean, this guy's amazing. And, you know, a couple of the things that stuck out is, especially we were talking about this younger generation, of course, it's, that's mine. I always say this, I'm kind of on like the back end of millennials, Gen Z, I'm a zillennial cusper tweener, whatever you want to call me. It's not about me, but Gen Z um, was ambushed by technology. And I learned that term from Dr. Tim Elmore, who was on a previous one of my episodes. He is an expert on generational diversity, and I would highly recommend listening to that episode with him. He was awesome. But we were ambushed by technology, guys. I mean, think about it. Gage shared that Instagram didn't come out until he was like a senior in college. I mean, most of us, that's like almost all we know. Like social media is just what everyone does. That's part of who you are. And so, you know, one of the things I share on the episode and one of the things I learned from Tim Elmore is like the scene of our world today of, of Gen Z and what they've grown up in our world. Like they've grown up in a world of speed, convenience, entertainment, nurture, and entitlement. So speed, I mean, high speed internet at all times, microwave, got to be super fast, convenience. I mean, if I have to walk all the way across campus or like I have to drive my car more than five minutes, it's just like ridiculous entertainment. Like the moment that I'm kind of bored, I pull out my phone, nurture. My parents love me to death, but they probably like, you know, helicoptered me a little bit too much and that causes problems. Um, and then entitlement, that's just like, Kind of the world we grew up in, a lot of us were given stuff. And here's the thing. This is not me bashing on you because this is, this is me. This is my generation too. What Tim actually says is um, this is uh, the, the adult's fault, that technology's fault. And there's – look, we all have a part to own in this. But um, it's really interesting because when we think of a world of speed, convenience, entertainment, nurture, and entitlement, the opposite of that is speed. We believe that slow is bad, which slow is really good. Slowing down is one of the best things you can do. Stink at doing that, trying to learn more about that, especially from John Mark Comer. He's got a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry that talks a lot about that. So we believe that slow is bad, but guys, slow is good. Um, convenience, the opposite of that would be, um, what is it? Slow, hard, sorry. <laughs> uh, opposite of convenience, hard. We believe the hard things are bad. Guys, Hard leads to good. Doing hard things is so good for you. Do that. Um, entertainment. We believe boredom's bad. And look, boredom. I still have a hard time with this one, but neuroscientists tell us today that boredom is good. Like, when's the last time you sat still and thought about nothing? Maybe in nature. I don't know. Like, it's okay to be bored. Uh, nurture. Um, the opposite of that is, uh, I'm already forgetting what Tim says, but, uh, Risk. Sorry, that took me forever to come up with. Risk is so good. Our country was built on risk. Your business was built on risk. Guys, taking risks is not a bad thing. I mean, you don't want to risk, you know, everything, but I think that living a safe, comfortable life, like you might end up with regrets. Risk is not a bad thing. And then the opposite of entitlement is labor. Guys, labor is not a bad thing. Um, labor is a good thing. We were meant to work. And so all that said, that's not what that podcast was like necessarily about, but I just wanted to share that again with you of like, that's what our world has grown up in. And what Tim, this expert says is that like parents, adults, we created that. So stop like 
bashing on this younger generation. And for the younger generation listening to this, this is not a cop-out. This is my call to you to be different, to wake up and lead, if you will. All right. So think about that. And here's the thing. You've been ambushed by technology. And I think what that does is it's a very quick way for anxiety. <laughs> I mean, technology, think about it. You're constantly scrolling. So your mind is always racing. You don't give yourself time to rest. That makes me feel a little bit anxious thinking about, or I'm on social media and I'm seeing what everyone else is doing and I, I'm missing out. I didn't get invited to that. Or, oh my goodness, that person, the job that they have, the significant other that they have, the house that they got, how did they even afford that? Their parents, surely they bought that for them. You know, I mean, like, how are they on that vacation? I mean, we are just inundated with all of these ways to compare ourselves to other people and just have instant anxiety due to technology and social media and all that. And look, social media can be an extremely toxic thing, but it can also be an amazing thing. I've said this in episodes recently. I heard Sadie Robertson Huff talk about this on the podcast. Shout out Christian, Christian who was on this recently. You're the man. Um, but she was like, and, and I think Christian said this too. Look, I mean, if, if we're called to be light in the darkness, you know, as people of faith, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to make this entire podcast about my faith, but like, that's just a huge, that is who I am. Like I'm a follower of God. And so it's hard for me not to like talk about that. But if you're not a Christian, like I don't want you to stop listening. Like, I really want you to be here. Um, cause I'm, I'm talking about leadership too. And personally, I think they're both intertwined, but anyways, you know, if we're supposed to be a, a light in the darkness and we all just say social media is so bad, I'm going to get off that I'm not going to be involved. Then, you know, people's attention is on social media. So how can we be a light there? I just think it's important to have boundaries um, and just be mindful. Who am I following? How much time am I spending? What boundaries do I have in place? And if you do that, um, I think it can be okay, but just be really careful. And so, you know, Gage talked about the lies of the enemy. Um, he plants lies like in our mind to make us believe that we don't have significance or we don't have value or nobody cares about us. Um, and like he compared us to sheep and sheep get flies in their nose and it drives them crazy to the point where they bang their head against a rock. And sometimes it ends up ending their life. And that got serious really fast. The guys lies that are being planted in your mind by the enemy. His goal is forget is to get you to do the same thing. And like, if that's you, there is hope. Christ loves you. He is the good shepherd and he anoints you with oil and he will clean you up. You don't have to get rid of those quote flies like the sheep or the lies in your head. Like on your own, you're not going to defeat those. Um, but through Christ, you can. And so I just want to challenge you. There's hope in him and there's hope in community too. If we're in isolation, we don't have a chance. If you're isolated, Find community. Like, it's so important. And if you're like, Hampton, I try. I just challenge you to show up. I mean, think back to the episode. I told the story of the person that was, I, I, this doesn't sound rude, but kind of an outcast um, in different areas. And this individual showed up year in and year out, day in and day out, week in, like every single week to our youth group and was so loved. Like, I challenge you to just find a people, a group of people that you know you want to be around. And just keep showing up and, and be the friend that you want from somebody else. Community is so important. Guys, don't believe the lie. And here's the thing. 
I've been thinking a lot about the anchor scenario that Gage brought up. He said, our anchor should be the word of God. You know, we start to drift away. It's very easy to drift away um, from what we believe in, from our faith, from our hope. Um, and the things of this world are pulling us away. The lies of the enemy are pulling us away. Of, I need to spend more time so I can make more money. Or I need to do X, Y, or Z to have a certain amount of friends or status or whatever. And so we slowly drift away over time. And as Gage said, we're either being formed or deformed. There's not many 80-year-olds that you meet that are kind of in the middle. They're either really happy because they're like, wow, I lived a great life. I love my life because, you know, I've trusted in God and what he's done in my life. Or they're kind of miserable. Like it's usually not something in between because we're being formed or deformed over time. And the hard thing about it is you're not going to notice the difference in yourself in a day, a week, a month, maybe even a year. But think about 40, 50, 60 years. If you're 20 years old, 60 years when you're 80 from now, you know, what, what did your life look like for 60 years? Were you being formed into the person you want to be for me as a Christian? Were you being formed into, you know, being more like Jesus? Were you being intentional about that uh, through worshiping God? The word, as Gage said, was that was your anchor or did you continue to drift, 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 drift and believe the lies of this world that you had to chase success or status or some certain relationship or some other addiction that you had. And so just be thinking about, am I being formed or deformed? Um, I believe the last thing that I had written down, and this was very impactful as I talked to Gage, ask him a question at the end, <coughs> excuse me, sorry about leadership. And he basically said something along the lines of like what he's seen the best leaders do miles the lead pastor of our church, other leaders is just create moments for their people, for the people that they're leading, create moments for them. If you're a follower of God, create moments for them to have an encounter with God. What does that require though? An immense amount of humility. If you don't have humility, you can't do this because you're going to make it about you. And that shot me through the eyes because so often I just make things about me and the best leaders are others focused. They make it about other people. And for those of us that follow God, like the best thing we can do for other people is tee them up to have an encounter with God. And that will build a strong leader. Like there's nothing more, nothing better you can do. If you know, if you're not, Following God, um, I hope that you know maybe you're learning some, and this is a little bit encouraging to you. But even still, make it about other people. Tee them up to have powerful moments, whether it's a moment of reflection or something that they learned. It doesn't have to be, you know, a motivational talk from you. Um, <laughs> so, guys, I mean, Gage Henry is incredible. Um, I am humbled to be a part of. Auburn Community Church, where he is a huge part of, uh, I would highly recommend looking them up on YouTube. It's really powerful what God is doing there. Um, Miles, the lead pastor, said something at a worship night we had the other night. He said, you know, God has started these revivals, these movements, and 
you know, Methodist church, Baptist church, Presbyterians, Catholics, like, like God has moved through millions of people in so many different denominations and things like that. But he goes, you know, where God like really moves, where he really shows up, where we really have encounters with him. He shows up where he's wanted. Like, so the question I have for you, do you want God in your life? Like, do you really want him? Are the people you're spending time with, do they want him? Or do they want like what he can give to them? And that's convicting for me to think about because so often it's like, I just want like what God can give to me. But really, as Miles Pastor said a lot, is like we all have a hole in our hearts with the shape of Jesus and we try to fill it with anything else. And ultimately, when we really fill it with him, that's when we're satisfied. So guys, please look up Auburn Community Church. Look up Gage Henry's sermon on Psalm 23. I'll put the link to this below. Guys, it's powerful. God is using it for big things. I'm learning so much from him, and I'm sure you are too. So I'll see you on Monday. It is time for you and me to wake up and lead.